I it, it's. You do that. that the whole night. <laughs> you gonna is that just gonna be your thing? <laughs> Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast, where you are the stupid ass teeter. <laughs> you're talking to your radiator. I am. That's what Sweet. that's, that's what that so noise loud. is. That's steam heat. <laughs> Yikes! This is Winter Dan. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 66. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro, and joining me today, two guys who only go into chicken mode in the most extreme circumstances. Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dan Colonna. Mark, I have to give you credit. For what? You, you just bulldozed right through dave's attempts to well because i know i know his game i, I, have I to, just, like... listener this was the first and only <laughs> intro tonight just so you know it's great well, well we're not false started we're plowing ahead because tonight it's all about guac gamele dose that's right very mm. excited to talk mm-hmm. about it but before we get there the old grimma hat dog wearing Bella, how are you, Mark, sir? Mark, that was so solid. Uh, Mark, that was so solid. <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, I wanted to share with you an experience I had today and also Ooh. ask if you've had similar experiences. Probably okay. not, but Because um, today I met someone who looked like someone who I can't, like, I can't Mark. compare. I could, you couldn't be like, hey, did, has anyone told you you look like Beavis if he was a real person? Because that's an insult. You can't tell somebody that you, you look like Beavis. That's true. Yeah. See, you know what I, I mean? So I was wondering if you've experienced that in your life, or have you ever been call, told that you look like someone who maybe you you wish you weren't so, compared to? So oh, okay, not that they they resi- resemble an animated character. Yeah. Okay. Per, per, it could be an animated character, but we're not mm. talking about Prince Charming. We're talking about Beavis or like even. Head. Or even, like, a person who you were surprised to be compared to. Like, I know I've been compared to a young Al Pacino, and I'm like, I don't think I look at Oh, like I Al Pacino. see it. Who sees a young Al Pacino? Al Pacino, yeah. funny Godfather? side story about Al Pacino. <laughs> Apparently, he directed a play that my mother was in. Well, what? In yeah, man. My mom's got cool stories. Did your mom smooch Al Pacino? <laughs> no. You watch your mouth, sir. Is Al Pacino your real dad? That'd be cool, right? <laughs> Although that wasn't he not really interesting? I heard. I think it was like a Terry Gross thing. It's like he's not really that interesting. We're having a conversation about him. Who no is that for me? Right. Like, I guess that's true. Well, he's not an actor. It's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I think the <laughs> the most unflattering person I've been compared to is Eugene Levy. Okay. Which I see. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it unflattering? He's got those cal- caterpillar eyebrows. Oh, he's like you a don't have those caterpillar man. eyebrows. I, have I know. Thick I, eyebrows. Yeah, but they're not that thick. Oh. They're not that thick. But, also, but I do man. have a vague Jewishness about me. I, like I remember <laughs> you said that somebody was convinced you were Dimitri Martin once. I think that was a compliment. It yeah. was pretty, he, I mean, because well, you like him fair, for his comedy, not for his looks. For his comedy. Well, I also have a resemblance, and the person was very inebriated. <laughs> but there is a resemblance because that happened yeah, twice to me. And I remember like, two places. Were they both drunk? A, no, the second one was like a. Where was that? It was like a front desk at a college. They were like, mm. "You look like Dimitri Martin." I was like, "Hey, thanks. I get that all the time." I never got it again, ever. Mm-hmm. But it's probably because I've aged ungracefully at this point. You're doing fine. Thanks, don't, Dan. Don't do that. You're doing great. <laughs> I I was, also, I was also compared to a pre-Hulk Mark Ruffalo. Pre-Hulk? 
like before like, he turns like, his like they were like do you remember the weird uh guy with the glasses from uh Eternal Sunshine? That's how he was described to me as. Like I don't yeah, see we that. remind you remind us of him. Like, like, two, these two... like Mark Ruffalo than you. No, I get I love my my compliments good. It's Steve Gutenberg is the goon. I think I look like <laughs> Steve Gutenberg more than I look like Paul Rudd. But Wait, you think Steve Gutenberg is a compliment? Are you kidding? Police Academy, funny man, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but he's not like attractive. <laughs> but people love him, right? Yeah, but that's uh, not yeah, what they're saying. They're not saying your persona is like. Steve I don't care Gutenberg. about people's not. The, I want the I, whole I thing think, to be like. I think Gutenberg's enjoyed. cute guy. Yeah, see? I don't think he's cute. He was a cop, so don't He's cross like a 90s him. guy. He's good. looks like Jerry Seinfeld. Have you, like, been near me for more than 10 minutes? You know, are we talking about Persona or are we talking about I mean, like, It doesn't matter. If, if anyone doesn't know who Dan is, he's he's the guy from, from what is that movie? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. He's that <laughs> yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. That's that literally it. All, what's his it's, name? Does he have Dan. one? <laughs> it's me. I can't think of his <laughs> I literally name. only overcalled him. Just I, like I used to know it, and uh, I was going to... Say, I was going to say somebody else. Hold on. I'm looking up. Do it. This is, this good. is the this is good radio. portion of the podcast. Yes. One of my favorite portions of the podcast. I mean, mm. I don't want to humble brag, but the other day I went to the coffee shop and the, the barista man was like, dude, you, you look like Paul Rudd. Anybody ever tell you that? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I love you, man. Like he said, I love you. <laughs> like, <as laughs> if you, you Skylar Assen. I was going to say Sam Assen. I'm like, no, that's like Gamgee. Right? Dan does not look like Skylar. Skylar Aston, that's his name. Skylar Aston. That's yeah. a that's an Orange County name. You name that kid, and if he doesn't become an actor, you screwed him up. He's mm. like a hygienist. <laughs> Skylar, my hygienist. But to answer uh, your question, I'm trying to think. I I remember one time thinking that person looks like Stimpy from Red and Stimpy. You thought somebody looked like Stimpy? Yeah, man. Were you were you in a nightmare fueled <laughs> no. dream? But I think no, they were just that was their shape. They oh, were just like butt butt out, legs long, like just kind of like, like the grimace, like Danny DeVito if he did leg day all the time. <laughs> when Danny DeVito's really not. When trying. Danny DeVito is doing leg day, you know who's not attractive? Danny DeVito. <laughs> he is a classy dude. <laughs> I love him. It's funny. He's just just like throw me out with all the rest of the garbage. <laughs> such a such a mess. Well, speaking of garbage, how are you, Dan? Wow. <laughs> Good. Uh, nice. Doing great. Uh, you know who looks did... like Ren and Stimp- uh, Stimpy if he was a person, although it's still a cartoon character. Is do you remember the Homestar Runner character, Se- Senor Card Gauge? Only nope. vaguely. You're to see, and you're doing that thing too, where we've moved on, and you're like, "Oh wait, let me bring." He this needed to derail <laughs> something. You took him. You took it away from him. It's not I a derail. Don't it's ruin like my game. Passed, it's like we passed the station, and then Dave's like, "We're gonna hey, be done talking station? about." We were just. <laughs> we're gonna be finished talking uh, about Guacamelee too, and then Dave's like, "Immediately oh, yeah, nostalgia." Uh, you know who's like Ren? Uh, but no, Dan, how are you? I'm fine. I did. A, I just did a guest spot on the. Nintendo Dual Screens podcast, which is a like Nintendo news podcast by Steve and Andy. Hi so guys. They talked about how Nintendo sucks. We were talking oh. about how I kept on bringing up how we don't play enough Switch games because you don't have a Switch. Well, that's a so. Big, you know, I, I told I told them the only way that we're gonna get a Switch is if they buy one for you. So they're gonna well, they're gonna buy one for you if they buy right? me. A Switch, Isn't that right, Andy and Steve? It. Right. Totally. Thanks, guys. Yeah. But we play Switch games. It's just games that are on the Switch. Not yeah, like we Switch play games exclusives. that are available. On, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Like, what's a good Switch exclusive that's Yoshi's really missing Yarn. in this podcast? It's an indie store. Actually, that's 
That's a good. golf story? Is that what you said? Golf story would golf be good. Golf story would be interesting. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> but isn't it long? Was well, long. we'd play it, wouldn't we? I don't know if we would. If you only had a Switch. If it was 30 hours, we're not playing it. But that was fun. I did that, and we talked about Nintendo, and then we did some games, and you should check them out. Well, what was like the what were your big takeaways about Nintendo? Um, Nintendo always has a lot of random games releasing every week. They that's do my have big a lot takeaway. Of games. Golf Stories: How Long to Beat is about seventeen hours. Oh, that's, that's not too- bad for me. Plus extras. Oh, oh plus, plus extras. extras. So like, so like, story is probably completion 10. is nineteen and a half. Right. Main we story will, fifteen. We will shelve that for a future conversation. We could also play it together. Games. There's a multiplayer mode. We could also play other stuff, but so, but I did that. I did also learn that there's a game called like Panty Quest coming out. Panty Quest? No, Panty, like girls' underwear. It was very awkward. Yeah, they talked about it at length. That sounds like a Newgrounds game. It felt like a Newgrounds game, but they (laughs) went. They went like you know how I describe the games on our podcast. They did this full for like that game. Whoa. And they went like they were like deep. They like every they like the whole bio. They went through the whole thing. That must be an interesting job when you're like the write up guy for like you're doing the PR for Panty Quest. I guess like, we're, what we're really doing this. Thing? It was I'm really long. doing this right now. I bet you're gonna do it. No, no, no. I'm saying oh, uh, like the guy who was writing it is probably thinking to himself. We're really I doing this. Classics um, at Dartmouth. T- today, <laughs> this tomorrow, Lovecraftian level stuff. Lovecraftian. That'd be so. Good. But yeah, that, that was, would be that something was... a Lovecraftian panty game. Think about that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go down this conversational route. Do you think have... monsters ever feel like they should be wearing more clothes? I think I would. I think oftentimes things that are naked, I would be like, I don't want that. Why am I naked? Yeah, I it's like this. if they're like smart. But why if that's they how they if... maybe they think it's foolish that we feel like we need to wear clothes. Yeah, it Adam kinda... and Eve. I mean, Would you imagine kind of if we were all species, naked? We're the only ones who are like, we're going to do clothes. Yeah, but we don't all warm our bodies the same. A lot of us have different yeah, levels of body hair. But what if like, like, I, the I'd be okay. is humanoid? Wouldn't he want to wear clothes? I guess Depends on the way he's laid out, I suppose. <laughs> Something about this idea has struck a chord in my mind. <laughs> this sounds monster. like your next book idea. Monsters who wear clothes. Discuss. You should make a kid's book about monsters who wear clothes. <laughs> I'm sure there's a picture book like that. Nell likes this book. It's like about monster underwear, and the pair of underwear is the monster. See, this is that game. I don't know if that is. I don't know if it's. The that same seems thing. like it would put fear into wearing underwear. I'm well, that's why he's afraid of that particular underwear. So he keeps trying to get rid of it, but it keeps coming back. But oh, this so not all not all underwear are monsters. Just it's this just one particular, particular one. Yeah, but how Gloves. are you going to know that if you're a young person, at a young age, this trauma comes to your life? She doesn't seem off put by it. <laughs> she's, she has no growing fear of undies or like darkness darkness mm. i think would be she's fair. a brave child she's mm. got her moments oh. <laughs> she did tell me the halloween parade today she was like i don't like that i was like random but okay good to know <laughs> because it was super long it was very long wait she dark. told you today about the today. halloween parade that <laughs> she's like, like remember the halloween ago? parade and i was like yeah she's like i don't like that <laughs> you were like, like okay. neither neither just daddy <laughs> it's like we're on the same page it's too <laughs> Um, for me, what have I been doing? I, I, Dan, you mentioned it last. You've been transitioning us to the main topic. So yeah, you see, this is what you get, dude. One attempt. That's the third time. 
That's not the third time. He's coming for you tonight, dude. He is Mark. coming for me. I'm going to stay ahead of him. It's fine. All right. Good luck. You know looks like Red? No. Um, <laughs> I finished the uh, the boss fight on Metal Gear. Oh, good. Um, I think it was actually my favorite one of the five that I've read. No, the, no. Of the original. Metal Gear. Oh, the original. Um, okay. Yeah. The, it was. The, he's, he's talking about the book, Dave. The, the, the boss book. fight book. He yeah. thought you beat oh. the you thought you were talking about the boss oh, fight. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, you I finally finished the last <laughs> boss fight. No, Metal Gear. No, not the boss fight. Boss fight books. Metal Gear Solid. So uh, written context. by Ashley and Anthony Birch, who are well-known in the industry, I think. Mm-hmm. And what's actually funny about it, they start off the book was like, listen, this book series is usually about how great this game is. We hate Metal Gear Solid, and we're going to tell you why. And Whoa. They, have the, they do like it, but oh. the way the book is was kind of structured it, it was fun too because there's two of them they kind of go back and forth so like mm. ashley anthony ashley anthony oh and so like, it's got the chapters or what yeah and they'll like have footnotes on each other's things and they'll try to like one up each other purposely uh which wow. was like it was like leg- they were legit funny moments i actually remember i, s- I sent you guys that text of like the snap move gets them every time um but they did they did talk a lot about how like the game is such a classic but when you really analyze it but in 2018 standards that certain aspects of it are kind of very like anti-woman uh very kind of uneven like i was actually one thing i didn't even noticed like they were talking you remember how like in the beginning segment when you're in the snow and you walk around the you know whose footprints are these yeah. But, like, does it really happen a lot in the game? And it's, like, this big mechanic that they, like, showed off apparently in the marketing, but, like, really doesn't come up that much in the game. But at the um, time, that was a really cool, like, wow. Yeah, because, recognize... like, the very beginning of the game, you're outside for, like, And then two you're seconds. really never outside yeah. that much yeah, you, When you yeah. fight Vulcan, Raven, and Snapple, <laughs> yeah, but maybe. But... Yeah, for, like, yeah. two seconds, you're outside again. Yeah, and then, like, so, that, like, that doesn't really have, like, this whole mechanic that was, like, never used. And there was a lot about, like, especially for Ashley, like, about Meryl... And how she's kind of a flat, one known character that was really like, you know, there's a whole, remember the whole thing where it's like you get to find out which one soldiers, but by looking at the Because butt. of the hips. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like meant to teach you about like the cone of like attention, but like that was the mechanic. So there were a lot of things like that. It, it was, as a big fan of that game, like I wasn't like, oh, I can't believe they're pooping all over this game. Like I definitely think a lot of the points they made were like really mm-hmm. sound. Oh, sure. I, and it was it was a game it was a book that was like while as much as they're crapping on it they're really also pointing out like how good it is so it was like one of those um but i liked it i I definitely think it was my favorite of the ones i've read um and then i beat hollow knight oh wow did you not just start hollow knight i started uh, like it's it was probably i think my timer on it was about 30 hours by the time i put it down that's pretty quick i remember it like that game got crazy buzz when it came out Mm -hmm. and it's no i mean in a lot of ways it's like a perfect game in the sense that like casually perfect game it's like no but it's like it's like did i love love the game i thought it was really really great but it's so hard Mm -hmm. it was so hard and it was actually funny because it's like in the beginning it's not hard. And I was like, oh, why does everyone say this game so hard? Oh, it's hard. <laughs> it gets real hard. Um, and I had a good, like, stretch where I'm like, oh, I'm going to platinum this game. I'm going to do it. This is definitely going to happen. And then it just got to the point. There were just so many, you know, it's there were, like, Cuphead-level boss battles. But unlike Cuphead, where it's like you lose, and then within three seconds you're starting again, this is like, I got to go. But it's like Dark Souls, where it's like, okay, I'm at a bench. 
gotta travel back to this boss i gotta try to beat him um but it's like beautiful animations super crazy deep world that you think it's like okay this is like a metroidvania but it's like it's literally i think like a dark souls level kind of deep in terms of kind of this story that's kind of hidden difficulty of these different bosses so i, w- I, I was like all right at least i gotta sh- beat this game uh, like kind of just like i can't i can't go this deep down it. the rabbit hole so uh-huh. I, I beat it and I deleted it and i was like i can't oh yeah how far are you from the platinum <laughs> i i it's so hard it's just so okay. hard and i could just see it, the frustration was building what and am i, was I- like, this is not fun anymore. One of my streaming buddies plays that game on stream and that's like her game. Like yeah. She, I she's see... good at it. And it's, it's every time I see her playing it, there's a different boss fight going on. Yeah. There's, this, like, there's so many part of the things game. like it's so like un like linear, the level mm-hmm. structure that like you could beat the game and only probably see about half of it. Wow. There's so many things hidden in it and it was, it was really, really great, but it just, it got to the point where just it was so hard and I wasn't having, I was, you know, we were joking in the last podcast. It's like, I'm a face backer when I get really upset. What about something? We're just like, you hit yourself oh. in the face a lot. Oh my God. I was just that's so That's crazy to me. Times. That's a level of sanity that I think you have on me. I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Well, cause I'm, I was really like, I'm going to do this. And it just, <laughs> I'm, you know, when you I spend, I'm going to smack myself. Yeah, and like I played it over winter break, and it was just like this is my my break game where I actually have some time. I'm gonna spend two hours on this one boss fight, and I can't beat him. And it's just like ah, so I, I walked away. Smack to the face. Got smacked to the face. But what I didn't smack was Guacamelee too. I cradled that, it. In that's my arms. that's where you gave the smackings. That's where I gave the smackings. So transition to main topic. Main topic. Guacamelee too. Guacamelee. Yes. What's Guacamelee 2? I'm so happy to ask Mark. Guacamelee 2 is a game by, developed by Drinkbox Studios, published by Drinkbox Studios. Here's a little summary about Guacamelee 2. Head back to the Mexiverse, which is... Sorry. That's a thing. Head back to the Mexiverse <laughs> in this long-awaited sequel to the smash hit Guacamelee. Uppercut your way to victory across stunning new handcrafted levels. Featuring a dense and colorful world, new luchador moves, sassy new bosses, twice the enemies, and 300% more chickens. This is bad art. Ooh, popular user-defined tags for this product. Do you think they did their math there? Do you think they were like, well, we had this many chickens in the first game? There's a lot so. of chickens in this game. We need to have three times as many. I think it's a hyperbole or a hyperbole, depending on who you are. Someone's going to come out and be like, mm, actually, it was 275% more chickens. But you can round up. That's fine. That's and one fine. of them was a hen. <laughs> uh, so I got I got some tags here. You guys want to? All right, I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. Action, adventure, co-op, co-op. and there's two others here. Two um, others. lace cuckoo. Boots. Whoa. Okay. Um, cuckoo. Dave, Dave gets it with cuckoo. What? Um, well, lace boots is pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what do you want to get with lace boots? Oh, search term. It's right Wrestling. there. Lace boot. No, he's right. Cuckoo. It's right there. It's on the <laughs> list. No, you got Indy and Metroidvania are the last two. Retroidvania? Tags. Metroidvania. Oh, I was supposed to say oh, Retrovania. That's a new so, one. So, uh, maybe, maybe I'm dehydrated. It probably should be called a Retroidvania. Oh, uh, Retroid. Well, Dave, I, I just said a bunch of words and tags and stuff, but mm-hmm. I maybe mm-hmm. made a person laugh. some bite in that. I think there's a, more to this. Tell me. Mm, it's 
a metroidvania celebrating uh some mexican culture loosely um <laughs> that's and, what we uh, said yeah i mean the mexican is not a thing sure and um also like there's just there seems to be a lot of throwback jokes to other games inside of it mm. and you know you gain skills access new areas punch your way to victory it's okay mm. now before that starts did you play the first game Yes, Steve? I did. You did. I brought. I, I think I got about the same way through both games. Interesting. Interesting. You got okay, to well, the Glock. I don't want to spoil the. Well, I think that's a good place to start because when we mm. think about Guacamelee, I think they're in the last five years or so. Like, the, and we've kind of mentioned in this podcast, like mm. the Metroidvania genre has really undertaken a, a rebirth since mm. the the days of Metroid and Castlevania. Um, so, like you know, Hollow Knight, we just kind of talked about Chasm. Yeah. That Yoku Island Express just got nominated. People seem to like that, although it's like Metroidvania with a ball. That's like a pinball machine, which seems kind of weird. Uh, Axiom Verge, I think I talked about on a previous podcast. We did Ori before. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking at Guacamelee among all those things, like Dave, I, I I think I think I know where your your tone is going with this. Like among like the Metroidvanias that are coming in, does this kind of this and Guacamole one kind of stand out to you as something that's good or like above the pack. If I felt average at best to me, mm. I feel like um, the combat is kind of one note. I mean, they throw up the curveball of having shielded enemies that only can be defeated by a certain move, but otherwise, I don't feel like you're really seeing that much variety in how you have to tackle the the enemies. Mm. I don't know how I feel about like having fight rooms, mm. which is a big thing in Guacamelee, like a room where you just stop and this is where you're fighting. I'm fine with that for like a boss, but having it like to separate like areas, I'm like, I'd rather just them be part of the level and I can choose to ignore, get around or fight them. Interesting. So what about you, Dan? When you think about Guacamelee, does this, do you feel like this is kind of just one of the many, or does this kind of have a different place in your head? If not for the art, I would say this is one of the many. Mm. But I think that the... And I also base a lot of how I feel about Guacamelee on the first game. Mainly because the first game, I think it just... I wasn't expecting it at the time. Mm-hmm. So so to play this one, I think my experience was a little different. But just to answer your question, I do, I do think that it kind of the art style is why you enjoy this game. The jokes are why mm-hmm. you enjoy this game. The gameplay and the puzzles aren't really. I don't think they're breaking ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it's enjoyable because of how easy it is to play, and it's enjoyable because of the art and the music and the jokes and those those things are why somebody would go to this game. I think. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you phrased it like that because I was actually kind of feeling the same thing. Like when Guacamelee One came out, it felt very new and exciting and fresh. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. that was definitely one of like the first Metroidvanias I really got into because I, I really yeah. never played that many. You know, it's you know I'm glad through the course of this podcast now we <coughs> played Super Metroid and Castlevania, so it's like okay, yeah, we're getting real now. seasoned at these Vanias. <coughs> yeah, we got the Vanias. Um, and I think Guacamelee 2, from the jump of 1, there's definitely, like, things that clearly see that they worked on, but it does feel very, very similar, mm-hmm. I would say. But for me, I actually think, like, compared to all the ones we kind of just mentioned, this is actually one of my favorites. 
And I think the reason for that is it plays very much into, it emphasizes the things I like about Metroidvanias and it kind of throws to the side what I hate, which is the traveling. Um, And I I mentioned on this podcast, like my biggest frustrations with Metroidvanias is I get lost very easily. And I'm always kind of confused of where to go. And I liked, I remember when we played Ori, one of the things it's like, okay, here's the map. Even though you haven't unlocked this part of the map, this is where you need to go. And this kind of did the same thing where mm. I was never, ever confused. It is kind of linear where you're just kind of going down a path and that leads to a different path. And you can visually see how they kind of meet, meet up. But yeah. it was never trying to the level of exploration. So you, do, you don't like the exploration part. No, so I, I, I like it. That throws me off. Mm. Well, so wait, but that's the whole series of Metroidvania games. And like, it's true. But it, I mean, genre. like. In theory, but in For terms Mark, of like the these games are more Mario, but on the same map. Absolutely, that's perfectly phrased. So it's that's open the way world I, I like Mario it. Brothers. For and you. you see, like even like this, like while Guacamelee is, you know, there's all these different paths. It is very clear, especially like in the one of the fresh it's like, can I get to this area? I'm not no, sure I don't if have I the can, color code yet because it's got the color coding. So right. it, it's clearly knows. Okay, I don't have that move yet, so I can't go there yet. So. I can understand why that, that, especially if you like the exploration, this completely falls flat. But for my personal tastes, this checked all my boxes. It's like, yes, this is exactly what I want. I right. want the combat. I like the, the 2D style. I like the, the platforming. And I have none of the frustrations of where do I go? Because okay. it's kind of clear, always. Right. Um, so let's kind of get into like so the story uh well spoiler alert we will be spoiling guacamole yeah, this too. game is gonna get so spo- it's gonna be the brown guacamole on, on in your fridge it'll be rotten by when that we're point. done with it it's gonna be old i would still eat raw guacamole though i feel like it's fine i uh, you know if you mix it up enough it turns green again yeah it's just like it's right it. it's fine <laughs> dave's giving us a dubious look. <laughs> like, this is why you guys are always getting sick it's in the like, stomach don't eat that so Guacamelee, you know, one same character. Dan mentioned the Mexiverse, and it has this kind of uh, story. So it's it's now the t- there's different timelines. I don't know though. To... It's a different one, I think. Because what this timeline? Oh yeah, because you don't <laughs> oh, save yeah. you don't save the, the lady at the end of Guacamelee. Yeah, now it's it about like ends saving tragically. the universe. Tragically. Everything everything ends in Guacamelee one kind of tragically, like a Mexican soap opera. That was like the whole joke. Mm. And um, in this game, everything ends like the, the version of the game we're playing. He saves the girl at the end and they're both alive and the luchador mask gets destroyed and he raises a family. Right. A- and it gives you that happy ending. And right there, I was like, oh, no, you lost me a little already. Guacamelee 2. Why? It, it, because I liked the way Guacamelee 1 ended. Mm. I liked that weird, tragic kind of twist. You didn't like that he's all like fat now, and he's like, "Oh, I, I thought that was head funny. back out there." I thought that was funny, but well, I remember. I, well, anyway, I'm kind of jumping around. Well, I'm saying on that point, the big thing, you know, while it has a story now, there's this new guy, Salvatore, and he's got these. He's trying to get the sacred guacamole to become more powerful, but he's really messing right. up the timelines. Well, the, the, the story is that he he what is he beat the boss of the old game for mm. us? Yeah, in a in different timeline. Time well, yes. after, not not before. Well. Well, wasn't it like you, you, you said for us? No, Before, you died like, in that like, in that timeline. Yeah, in that right. timeline you died, and he was the right. champion. So in his yeah. pursuit to become the all powerful Luchador, but I would say the story you can't take it too seriously. But there is this kind of <laughs> I thread take it very of seriously. Hu- I bet, but like there is this thread of humor through it, as Dan kind of mentioned. So like in the first game where it was all about memes, 
This one does kind of branches out more to references to a lot of things. There's video games, there's movies. Um, so some of the ones I wrote down that I noticed, um, there's a whole Pac-Man level where suddenly you're being a little Pac-Man jumping around. Um, Limbo there did stuff, bad dudes. There was a great Street Fighter thing. Did you guys mm. get that far? I only got as far as the bad dudes. I don't dudes remember part, if I saw it. Really oh. cool. Maybe I saw maybe I saw the I don't know. Some are more involved than others. Some are like simple posters, but there was a there Street was a Fighter quick thing. there was a very small day of the tentacle ref. Oh yeah, with the the, with the, port, the time yeah. warp thing. Yeah. Um there was a section where you go into a time where it's the Street Fighter thing and there's this guy with a car. And he's just like, check out my new car. It's so pretty. It's so beautiful. And the camera like zooms in on his face. And then it's like your face and then the car. And then you destroy the car. And he's just like, no. Um, there was a thing about like phone games where there is this one secret where to unlock it, you have to pay a bunch of coins. And then you unlock a, a paywall. And then you get past the wall and there's another thing you're going to unlock. Um, there was a whole turn paced like RPG section so they pulled out all the stops to make these references well so that's the thing so the, the whole, a lot to of make there these was jokes a, we mentioned dark souls there was there was <laughs> one treasure chest that's actually a mimic so and it like talks to you it's like hey i'm just don't hurt me um so <laughs> the humor is really derived i think mostly on references dave i'll start with you funny no <laughs> I can see like the Street Fighter one seeming funny. Like I was amused when we were when it st- when the game started and you were going through the different areas like quickly. But I was like, if this is gonna carry on, I was like, um, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Were the Chuzo statues the same those in the first Guacamelee? I know yeah, they're reference those... to Metroid, but yeah, those are the yeah. same. But were they the same kind of statues? Yeah. I just don't. I couldn't remember that because uh, maybe it wasn't. Having played Super Metroid not too long ago, now I recognize them immediately. Yeah, but I don't know if I did when I played you, Guacamelee. Perhaps the first you time. didn't draw the reference prior, yeah. so you didn't have it as, as See, big of a. That was another great section. Did you guys get to the part where you have to destroy all the yes. statues? That I yeah, got to. That, that was. I did, did you destroy all of them? Yeah. I oh, I only oh. destroyed like the first two, and then I realized he said like where in the house it was. So I like. I oh, so I destroyed them. The... Yeah. Oh, oh, so that must be a different dialogue then. Oh, well, he still says he still mentioned the, the, the three I destroyed. He was like, "What? Are, what? Are, what is with your breathing? You seem to be uh, blinking un- uncontrollably fast." And, you know all oh these. Yeah. God. I wonder if those were well, those were blockers. Like you had to take yeah, those yeah. out. Yeah. But so you kind of felt like it fell flat for you, Dave, though. Yeah, I just thought it was trying too hard. Mm. And I can actually kind of agree with that this much. I love the game. Just to say it, because of how easy it is to play. I needed that. I like how we try time. to hide it. It's like, how did we really feel? But the, end. <laughs> but the first game was more clever. And I, really? I think it was more clever because it used more puns. and it. I don't even less... know if it was more clever as much as, like, this time around I was expecting it of it. And then it, like, was only just as funny and it was a letdown or that's something. You know thing. what I mean? Like, like, I mean that's also probably why i like the first game more is because i wasn't because it's surprising you and you don't have any expectations yeah. now right. you have those expectations and you're like and it's fulfilling really, them. The, the same gimmicks really we're still doing right. this so i did have you that know? kind of feeling that's that interesting like, like i i felt like this was a game where it's like of the of 10 jokes i thought seven of them were funny 
Like there were definitely things where I'm just like, all right, this is. But seven out of ten ain't bad. But then there was things like you know when you meet Javier and they do the predator thing and it's like the two. That's awesome. That's awesome. Where did that come? from? It does come out of nowhere with things like that. And I did like how there was that whole like, did you guys get to the cave of the dankest memes? No, I think there's the the cave of the dankest memes, and it's all the memes for the first one, and and they poke fun at themselves, be like, there's a place, a timeline where they only use memes and they think it's funny, but it's not funny. And like there were, but there were definitely, I would agree. There are times it feels like you're trying, you're trying. Really, it was right trying now. very hard. It wants you to laugh. It doesn't care about how your gameplay is. It wants yeah. you to have fun while I you're mean, playing. I think I had more fun in chicken form than I did in um, human form. Chicken form was challenging. Well, so let's segue that. So like, you know, that is, so you're trying to go to stop Salvatore going yeah, to all these different areas. <laughs> Mechanic wise, it is similar to the first one. So you have your kind of four wrestle. You have your punch, and you have jump, and you have your wrestling you have moves, the uppercut, throws. The things they added in this one, where they had this, that eagle kind of grapple thing, where now you can yeah. do that. Um, they have this world shifting. So there's these two realms. There's the land yeah. of the dead. Didn't you do that in the first game? Yes. I don't. Did you? Yes. I don't remember it. Yes. Yeah, well, well, that's there. It's back. Dan says definitively. It was there. <laughs> and the big thing is the chicken thing. So now you can transform a chicken. The chicken has two moves then. And all these moves, what I liked was when you're really marrying the the platforming, that those moves actually became methods to get around as well, mm-hmm. not only in combat. So from a gameplay kind of mechanics standpoint, Dave, you kind of mentioned like it felt controls well, but like, you weren't enjoying the platforming. You didn't think the fighting was it the actual things, or was it the way it was segmented? I don't know. I wasn't having fun. It's like <laughs> it's like I I think it was um like just to expand on that, um I, like I said I feel like if they would have just left the enemies as part of the levels until the boss fights, I would I would have had more fun. I didn't like having to stop to do fight rooms. Hmm. What do you think about that then? Uh, the fight rooms thing I felt happened more often than the old game. The first definitely, game, way definitely, yeah. Which I noticed. Um, I didn't mm. think about it in the first. It game. It made me feel like they put less effort into the actual level. Which or is area. odd because they added so many new things to traverse the levels. So yeah. Some of those jumping puzzles that you would find, because felt, they also blocked out like felt the, very Celeste the jumping right. puzzles as the chicken. Like I felt like I was playing Celeste again. Those, mm. those did the ones that incorporated the uh, eagle focus, the eagle hook, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, the eagle. Those were frustrating as heck, but they were also gratifying when you got the to the end of it when you were in your mm-hmm. bonus rooms. Mm-hmm. Those were good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do think part of what I enjoyed the most was in between those those rooms where it's just like there's enemies you can uppercut them and knock them down and move on and so on. And so um, forth. one of the things that I don't know if this bothers you. As much as it does me, um, like I'm not a big fan of bullet hells wh- that have like two different color weapons, and you have to use the right color weapon for different fights. And like this kind of has that same thing, mm-hmm. where like if they're in the dark world, they can hit you, but you can't hit right, them. Right, but you can't hit them until you. I feel like I feel like I feel like if. If they're in the dark world and I'm in the world of light, they shouldn't be able to hit me. <laughs> I'm yeah. sticking physics here. I'm just like, <laughs> if it's good for you, it's good for me type thing. Right. Like, well, <laughs> I think it is interesting with that because this game definitely felt more segmented. And I think of the three of us, I'm clearly I was the highest on this game. But I will say if there's anything that I can knock it for, 
the levels themselves and like the actual terrain are all kind of boring. Like mm-hmm. there's no areas that really are like, I mean, there's visual distinctions between them, but they all kind of feel one note basically. Do they just they feel color coded though? Or are they like, like actual, like, Oh, the, the desert world. And now yeah, I mean, into... and there's differences, but because of the mm. art style and like the mm. paper look of everything that looks like kind of like pieces of paper kind of put together, like okay. it's never really, particularly interesting or do you think it's a challenge to make it still feel like mexico i'm sure that that's part of it that was kind of the whole aesthetic of it i was very thrown off by the the idea of the mexiverse Mm. oh what well it's the universe the mexiverse no i know but i just (laughs) didn't expect them to make a whole universe called the mexiverse but on that note like I thought like the segmented like I mean like David you mentioned Celeste which I think was good like the first Guacamelee I remember had this one puzzle where you were like going uh, upward I forget it was like it was like it wasn't even like a necessary like area to get to but it was like for an extra stuff and I remember distinctly at the end it's like you get to the top of it and there's a screen it's like you're halfway there you're almost there and you're like oh god I'm there I was like nah I'm joking you're there um, and there were the platforming and they really felt like they were platforming puzzles now like celeste there is a room that you need to navigate through and you really need to think of all the movesets you have to to successfully do it like they definitely amped up that and that with the challenge rooms i liked those segments a lot but it did feel like i'm just trying to get to those segments as and so like all the time in between kind of felt like i'm just walking here filler like yeah like i'm looking for items and there are things but it was really like they and almost felt like they put all the interesting things in these particular spots, mm-hmm. and it was so all the things in between them was no longer interesting, yeah. as opposed to like other Metrovenias where every if, screen is really something. Like if somehow I played Guacamelee two, and all it was was me traversing as a chicken, mm. me getting some new moves, <laughs> getting a slight tutorial on the move, and then a boss fight. I think it's a good game. You wanted well, cluck a melee. Like I want, it's not just I want to be the chicken. It's just like that. I thought those parts of the, of were challenging and interesting, but like any when part you had to navigate as the chicken. Yeah. Okay. But when I, yeah, but however, like I didn't care for the fight rooms. I did like the boss fights cause those fights are different and interesting, mm. you know? And I, I understand you're giving me new abilities and you have to tutorial tutorial me. Right. You know about them, but other than those things, if you just gave me that and some of the jokes, I guess to progress the story, I think it would have been fine. It was all the fluff in between. I didn't care for, and I felt it like this been, is boring. It might have been funny if those fight rooms were each of them their own luchador ring, and it like formed. I can see that getting you. old though, but I mean, I guess it would have I, to be less. But long. I mean, it's already doing it. It might as well <laughs> go the full mile and just turn it into a wrestling ring. Hmm. Kind of funny. So, and I'm guessing you guys played on normal, right? I did. I wanted to on the start Switch. On hard. I don't even think there was difficulties. It starts. The, you have to beat it on normal, and then you get hard. Yeah, or there is a secret code, and you can start normal oh. in the beginning, which I did. <laughs> well, uh, for, so how did you know there was a secret code to switch to hard? Yeah, because I looked at the trophy guide, and I was like, wow. "Is there a way to platinum this in one run?" And they're like, "Well, you have to start the game on hard, do this code to do it." And I was like, well, "Okay, that's what I'm doing." Okay. Um, and I'll say on hard, and the reason I played on hard, A, I can get the platinum in one run. So I was like, right, I'm going to do this. Um, and it doesn't affect the platforming. It only, uh, like, changes the fights. 
And the fights were definitely, I think, tricky because I really needed, maybe there was a thing, when I was playing in a normal, I was just like mashing and I'm killing. When it was hard, I did think I'd like, I really had to think about the movesets that I was doing and it never got to the point where, especially with the checkpoints, like I never got too frustrated. Like I, especially towards the end, I would have fights. I died three, four or five times before I beat them. Um, so I think like, I, I get what you're saying, Dave. It's like, okay, so these enemies can hit me and I got to switch to the thing. And I think it was all about marrying all these different movesets. And it's actually, I want to ask you, so, so like the chicken can slide and like diagonal dash and one uppercut, like punch slam. So it's really like directional versus diagonal. Like that really like changed that much for you? No, it was more like the bouncing and stuff I thought was fun. Just how he moved. Yeah. Mm. The movement was fun. It was a little quicker. Yeah. Well, you're a chicken. You're a chicken. Chicken is faster when you're a chicken. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, So like how deep did you guys get into the game? Like how far? I got past the first dungeon. And I think I got that, halfway. Well, so how many I, uh, pieces of the the Triforce? I got one. 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 Oh, okay. But I think I got halfway. I think I got halfway through the second place, and I stopped playing. And I'm yeah. not going to lie. I would have, it's not like I lost interest. I just got distracted. That's it. it, it I do was, recall it was, a tweet by someone saying, Guacamelee 2 is God of War plus Red I texted you that saying that. And now the reason I said that was because this game is so easy to just pick up and play it a is. little bit of and then put down. Yeah, because you never lost. You don't remember, so, you know, sometimes, you sometimes forever. <laughs> sometimes forever. <laughs> sometimes it's easy to just not play anymore. That's the experience of Dave Grimmel. <laughs> well, I thought, like, yeah. I, if you want to kind of just go through the story, you could probably do it in like four or five hours. It's, it's a quick game. And it's... yeah. And the sessions are not demanding, so I yeah, would recommend really it in that way because it's just fun. But you don't yeah. think it would be more f- like like the first boss was like that was like that uh, El, magician mech- guy. Yeah, which was hilarious. He, I thought. Oh, he was fun. Yeah. No, he was not funny, and like <laughs> I can't make those dialogue boxes go any faster. I'm gonna uh, just just go. All right, I all right. read it already. <laughs> okay, we've hit. We've hit, we've hit Dave's we've hit maximum grimma. I just want to, while we're here, what would have, what would have Like, how many better? times do I have to hear, hear this five, six, seven, eight joke? <laughs> I get joke. it. <laughs> he wants Starting. to put on a show. Yeah, he's a, he's a showman. He's the, he looks like Jack Dave did Jack not Nicholson. click with the tone of this game. <laughs> thinks it's freaking Super Mario RPG, which is funny. Oh. Super Mario RPG is funny. And it comes. Wait, uh, you're Super about to Mario end RPG the has like the same kind of pacing in terms of introducing the next boss, and like him that's talking a, that, to his. That's a through line you're putting. Talking, there. talking this to is a reach. talking to his minions and <laughs> stuff like that, and then eventually you fight them, and it has a sense of humor. This I remember game, the cake. This see that's cake. see that's one that's one. He's stuck like, with you. Even, yeah, and like so. It, it, wait, I just want to. I don't know why I want to stay here for a second, but I do. Do you here. completely feel like this game is trying to rip off of what Super Mario RPG did? No that way. Po- you no, can't I'm asking Dave. <laughs> no, it's, totally it's not ripping off. I think it's pulling from things of the past that it enjoyed, okay. and okay. maybe without even noticing that it's you know following a certain vein, it's doing it. But whatever, it's pulling from the past, and like all writers do that, they always pull from different pieces of art that influence them. This right. 
So yeah. I, like how I, I, I think it's fine. I just think that it took the coat off. He did the cocaine right off. He's I'm getting heated. I'm getting hot. <laughs> Let's get worked up. Schwitzer, <laughs> I, I, I gotta I take off the sweater. Funny as it thinks it is, and right. it was annoying me. You've never annoying. been in a room with someone who's making jokes and it's oh, not funny, and it just starts personal. eating at you. I do uh-huh. a podcast with people. Like yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? I don't know why this had to turn into a sudden roast. You we'll had your chance start, to start wrapping it up, but clearly Dave did not resonate with Dan. Where where did you kind of fall? I would recommend it to someone. Would but it be vaguely also... racist if they weren't Mexican? It, what? If Wait, they were, if they, they weren't Mexican? Mexican? I don't know if they are. I didn't oh. know they are. Oh, I didn't think about are. them not being. <laughs> I never thought about them not being Mexican. Um, they're in the Mexiverse, isn't that by default? Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, is it celebrating it, or is it at some point is it poking fun? Is it ever poking fun? Well, they did severed too, and severed's the same. It's a very serious tone, but it's kind of the same. Are aesthetic. they themselves Mexican? Does it matter? No, I was wondering if it did. I, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, but it was something that matters. it was something that was bothering me in the back of my mind. I mean, I'll say this: if they're not Spanish, it doesn't matter to me either. That does change things. <laughs> if they're not, it does change things. <laughs> well, it's not like derogatory. It's just. But, but, but like, like, what if they're making assumptions about luchador culture without really knowing? And that's that like no a research. really oppressed group, luchadors. No, no, but, but to important. make assumptions about an important culture, they, they have a website that their links don't work on. Ooh, that, that's a good start. No, they have to be a successful studio. They must what, have it. What drink? No, they're ca- they're Canadian. They're Canadian. They're Canadian. Does this, does this? Yeah, the founders are Chris Harvey, Ryan McLean, and Graham Smith. <laughs> I don't know. I never was like, this is insulting to Mexican culture. Like, but it's like it's lighthearted. It's like that. it is lighthearted. I don't know if they take any kind of. I don't know if they say "ha luchadors, they're fighters, huh?" And like, I don't know if they ever interesting like, go point. down. Uh, any, I never thought of it like that, but that is. I don't know if they go but anyway, down any dark. Besides their it. heritage, Dan, where'd you fall with this? Game? <laughs> I, I would recommend this game. I would recommend it, but I would say play the first one and then think of if. Although when I first started it, I remember thinking, "Wow." This is the game I wanted Guacamelee to continue into. Like, yeah, so I like, didn't want the first game to end. I was you like, liked oh, the first one better than this. I did, I did. I think well, it's just because this sorry. felt like more of the same. That's okay. We're, we're here to talk. But would you? Say, I understand. Let me rephrase the question. Do you think Guacamelee One is a as a game is a better game than Guacamelee Two? Not that you enjoyed the first one more. That's, no. Okay, so no, I wouldn't say it's better. Because this mm-hmm. game does take a lot of what Guacamelee 1 did and improve upon it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh. But I don't think Guacamelee was suffering. No. I, I, I didn't know it needed these improvements, I will say, as well. Mm. So well, I, I can I love the series. I just I definitely have these memories and thoughts and feelings about Guacamelee 1 that won't get touched. And yeah. this game tried to access those. And that's why I was like, no, no, no. Those are sacred. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't. Be your own thing, and it kind of did play off of its own notes. Right, it's kind of created its own. Which thing. is positive and negative, you know. Like if you really notice it the whole time, like if you're thinking about it, then it's a negative, you know. Mm. So I think well, I would have enjoyed this more if I actually played the co-op. Like if no, I that's all, co-op. all of our mistake. We, no, we but are you three. know, on that point, like Dan and I were talking about that for a little bit when we uh, we were playing the other night. It was like I actually think. The combat, I could see that being fine, but the the platforming, I can actually oh, be super be frustrating with two people. Like yeah. if you have to wait for them for the screen or something. Right. Yeah, and like or like you, so you have to sync it up. 
Or maybe he maybe got like some sort of like bubble thing, like or, or no, like, maybe it's like it tails. <laughs> maybe it's like Sonic and tails, where tails oh just God. comes flying in off screen. Got, uh, you left me behind, Sonic. <laughs> Here I am. am. Did you it's guys me, try any it's of these? It's me, Tostada. No. That they had. I felt I wanted I to, to keep it pure. Yeah, right. Like I can't be guac. I, uh, they're referring to me as Juan. Does it change the story? I doubt. Well, if you're Tostada, and doesn't Tostada pop out like during conversations she comes anyway? Out, but you could also yeah. be the. the I'm goat. saying. I'm saying when you do that, I think Juan still pops out when they have conversations. It's just oh, yeah, I see it's what like you're the kind of the assumption that they're like together. Yeah. No, but um, you can even you can be the goat too. That's you why could I'm be like the goat. goat. Um, I mean, why I, wouldn't you want to be the greatest of all time? I clear, of course not. I I clearly of the three of us, I think Tom I like Brady? this one the most. Tom Brady. Now moving past them. Nope, you bring back football. I'm trying to move past football. Why did you do this? Get past. <laughs> we are in the home stretch, and you bring up football. Um. Tom Brady's there to teach you all this stuff. Yeah, and Adam Gase can now stop him. Anyway, <laughs> and moving on. Um, I think I'll definitely say that I think my understanding and my experience with Metro Venus has definitely grown a lot since I played Guacamelee 1 uh-huh. to now. Um, and when, when I played Guacamelee 1, it felt so different than anything I played and refreshing, and I really, really liked it. Yeah. And I really, really like Guacamelee 2. Um, I think it's definitely a better game than 1. Uh-huh. And it's my type of Metroidvania, where it emphasizes mm. the things I like and it de-emphasizes things I don't like, which is the exploration stuff. Um, but I must say, like, looking back now, I think I can't say it's anything more than, like, a super solid game. Like, it's an 8. Like, there's nothing that it's doing. I think the, the platforming stuff and those puzzle things definitely took a step up that were really interesting and challenging in the right way. The combat was serviceable at best, I would say. And it just feels like, like comparing it to things like Celeste and Hollow Knight and things like that, like those games are much more, feels like much more ambitious than this is. Like, this is just like, like if those games were like a fine steak, the, the, this is just like were a obviously burger. trying to have fun. Yeah. And they weren't trying to push the envelope. They were trying to make a fun video game, which I, I thought they did. So I enjoy Guacamelee too. <laughs> what I'm probably not going to enjoy is the Trivial Tastemaker. Because uh, Mark what? hasn't won a game in You haven't forever. won a game, no. but... Tonight's Trivial Taste Maker. Wait, 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 wait. We got to like. Oh, official transition. Yeah, we have to transition. <laughs> trivial Taste Maker? It's a Trivial Taste Maker. This is very official. All right, well, before you get to yours. Although, actually, cool. I don't want to get you guys too excited. But our most faithful and only listener, Chris. The listener. May or may not be contributing more sound bites that he feels are necessary. What? Oh. I just want to say that maybe this is maybe one of those moments that we won't have to ad lib as much. I can't even express to you how excited I am right now. I am very excited too. I might be Chris. I'm sorry if I just signed a contract that you have to pay with whatever. Chris, you have to do um, it. We need you. He's you're the only listener we've got. You are the listener. <laughs> um, so. Travel taste maker scoreboard Mark Zilch as we have established. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave has a, a Uno and Dan has Dos, but Dan yes. can't get a point tonight because that's why I'm not. Maker, I so. can't. I can't. So, and I, what, are we, what are we doing? We're, what are we doing? Well, we're playing Cards Against Humanity. There's no, there's no cr- crazy spin. I have no cards. Let me, well, that's fine because we I've got. We, <laughs> I will be picking the cards from Cards Against Humanity's free online downloadable version, which they let you print out and print your own version of the game for free. Look, those guys crazy thank you cards against humanity.com hashtag uh, cards against humanity by now amazon yep 
Don't buy it. <laughs> just download it for free. <laughs> Are they just like um, if any if you were gonna buy it, you have it already? Is that what they assume at this point? I think they just. I think they. We've made enough money. Oh, let's just I mean, to dive into this. This is good because if you think about it, it, it we're talking about it. One person is listening to it. That's one more person thinking about it. <laughs> it's good marketing. Like <laughs> we're really establishing but we have one listener. So I'm gonna pick from the cards. I have all the black cards in front of me. Okay. And you guys are going to ad-lib responses, and I'm going to decide who gets the point. So they have to be, obviously, video games. And same games, yes. Any That's video obvious. Game? Anything? Any, Any video game. game. Any game. It could be Guacamelee. It could be... It could be but you're deciding who wins, though. I'm deciding, yes. It's all to it's, me. It's an okay. opinion thing. Yes. Arr. And same rules apply. You can defend your, your responses, all that. Cards Against Humanity, Mumbo Jumbo. Um, the only quirk is that I get to choose which card I pick. How many points to win? Five. Five. Okay. First to best of five, I would best say. Best of five or oh, I think we're best like, of five. Best first of five. Or five. five. I mean, first. first of, oh no, you know what? Cards against humanity is first to a number, so let's do first to four. First to four. Is that? Is, I don't okay. want to take too long. Or is this first is to five the different. This a, is in the best of seven. Best of, <laughs> no, because it, it, Cards Against Humanity isn't best of. It's, you're it's too, you're laying him astray. I'm just saying, <laughs> first of four is best of seven. No, we're not doing best of. It's first two, we'll and that's stop. it. Just stop right now. Please stop. That's how Cards Against Humanity is. You can be at three the whole time, but then you can like keep winning. And okay. I hate this. Your face is melting. Okay. You know what it is. <laughs> It's I'm mathing you. Know? you. <laughs> I know. You're getting mad. <laughs> and you know how much I love anyway, numbers. First right. card. What gets better with age? What's get better with age? And remember, it's me. So like, you gotta, yeah. Um, Dave, you want to go first? Oh, uh, who won last time? What? You did. <laughs> well, I choose that Mark goes first. What gets better with age? Um, uh, Chrono Trigger gets better with age. It's a solid yeah, answer. Here's why. Because I think, especially when we're talking about genres and things like that, um, as modern games are kind of taking more, we're, we're still kind of filtering out and weeding out things that are good about certain genres and getting rid of things that don't work. You know, like, well, you know, the cutscenes that last super, super long. It's like, okay, some games could pull out, most games don't. Where's the gameplay? You tell the story with gameplay. You tell the story through the environments. So, a lot of things that I think, especially like you go to PS1 generation games, a lot of those games just like don't hold up. Chrono Trigger always holds up and will okay. always hold up because oh, it's wow. a perfect RPG. It takes what's great about it. Interesting characters, fun characters, interesting stories. There's no frills. There's no getting lost in things. It is a perfectly <laughs> segmented RPG that in 2028 will be even better. Wow. Okay. Um, Dave, what is what, what gets better with age? Um, I, I was going to say uh, turn-based games because it doesn't matter how slow your reaction time gets. You can still play them, and you're smarter now, so you could do them even better. You don't know if he's smarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I actually think I might have gotten dumber. Not you specifically. I didn't mean to uh, oh, you. The uh, judge. I, I did it for you, apparently. <laughs> um... I have to choose. For Mark. the record, Chrono Trigger is a turn base. I have Mark, you already got the point. Not if you have the active weight system on. ATB. Anyway. Mark got the point. Well, I don't know if you're Only because point. I've never 
Mark one. Uh, I feel like Dave would have been also mad if I didn't choose Chrono Trigger as a game that gets better with age. Oh, it's like a perfect answer. I was, I, it was hard to come back. <laughs> it's like that Billy Madison. Well, like, with it's since that's the case, Dave, I will give you the first go this time. Okay. Because that was Mark. I don't know what happened. Listen, I was like, I, I need a point. You Mr. Magroed me. That's not I fair. Need, I, oh, this is true. This is a teacher. <laughs> you Mr. Magroed me. All right. All right. Hold on. I should have said leisure suit you know? Larry because now you get those jokes. Oh, this is a good one. What's my what's my I've never played those games. I what's my secret power? Your Dave, secret what's power? Your what's your secret my power? secret power? Your secret power, Dan's secret power, is to yeah. make any single player game multiplayer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good answer. Go on. Because because as we all know, when Dan was a little kid. When he played when he played Mario. He thought all the other enemies were other people also playing Mario. It was, but they're not the Goomba. No. They're another Mario. Somehow. I thought technology was there, man. I still do. Yeah. So that is that is Dan's superpower. All right, Mark. What do you got? That's a good answer. That's a real good answer. You know, it's a good answer because you like it too. I do like it. <laughs> like, what is Dan's power in gaming? What do I always look for Dan to be good at in gaming? Uh. Dan is this is gonna sound suck upy, but <laughs> well, yeah. superpower is making games that are not fun fun. Oh come on! I think you do a very. That's why you're a great streamer. Is that what? you can? That's what I say. It's gonna sound very. Suck-uppy. This is very sad. When we're playing games together, the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Oh no, my yeah, god, fine, you have fine. laryngitis. You have your humor and your wit can turn situations that are kind of like, mundane. Like single jokey, player game. Possibly like single player games. <laughs> into humorous adventures that I like sharing along with you. Either playing or watching. This is rude. You know, Mark, I actually have to give Dave the point here. I would give it to him, too. Because he's funny. come to so many more of my streams than you have. That's true. Touche. <laughs> but want I appreciate what you said. And That's I funny. do, and I do think it's going to... Let's suck it up. I do think it's going to play into how I approach 2019. This is my year. Interesting. Okay. I don't know what it's my year for, but this it's my year. The, this is the year of the buttons that get hit. This is the year no. of the hot mm-hmm. dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Mark, it's your, it's your go because Dave went last. Um, oh, this is this should also be good. I think these are the ones that are good. They involve me. Blank. That's how I die. Well, I don't want to involve you. It's not about you, Dad. <laughs> no, but it's in, it does because this is video game related. And blank. Well, that's how I die. Blank, that's how I die. Well, is it how you die or is how I die? It's, I'm reading it to me to so you. Blank. That's how I die. Um, how does he die? Oh, by the way, it scores one one. Just for those of you who keep it. Dan dies. How does Dan die a lot in games? This Dan is dies crazy. a lot can in I, can, I, can, I, can I jump in here? Can I? Can I go? Is that is that a Cards Dan Against Humanity rule? Because I'm ready, and I, I, I think like, that is a Cards Against Humanity rule. Okay. You can just jump in. Okay. Dan <laughs> dies. But there's a term that we have for it already. It's, <gasps> Dan ca- oh, it's, ca- it's called Dan hoarding. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Dan. <laughs> Because I'm not gonna even compete. Just tell us. <laughs> because Dan has a habit of shooting a rocket very close to himself, or maybe directly into your back as you happen to jump right in front of him. You know, which may kill both you and him. 
Who knows? Happens and this and this we we call the Xanahorn from, this from many now, years of playing Destiny even, together. Not gonna now, even bother competing. Just move on. Next card. Just to, real quick though, Ron, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to get Cat for a second. So pause it. Go get Cat. And I want to tell you guys a story about how I Xanahorned Cat. I tricked Cat into Xanahorning on me. Nice. We were playing Crucible. Just me and her. And and we were playing Mayhem, so she had a rocket launcher, and I just jumped in front of her as she was about to shoot it, and I killed her. <laughs> like purposely? <laughs> no, I was no. just playing the game. No, that's and just, I just, a, ran that's front just of her. how Dan plays. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was just like, I'm on top of you. Here we are. And then she starts cursing about the person who just jumped in front of her with the rocket. And I was like, Oh, cat, what that a was terrible me. person. <laughs> cat Ferris, wonderful cartoonist. Go check her out. Okay, yeah, thanks, Ron. Um, all right, two to one. <sighs> Dave's in the lead. First a, to five. I had a good start. A long, no, a long way to go. Four. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then Dave sassed me. It's first to five. <laughs> so now it's best of nine. <laughs> <laughs> way to math, bud. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, why can't I sleep at night? Why can't he sleep at night? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. This is technically Dave goes first, but Dave got you last time. So Mark, That's you get another true. chance of going first. Why does Dan not sleep at night? Uh, what does Dan really get frustrated with? I feel like I need to make Marco second. Yeah, I really I need time. I need time <laughs> on the runway here. Dan gets really frustrated with the only times I see Dan really frustrated with is when we mm. make him play like games that he doesn't want to play, like Overwatch, and he's like, mm. "I'm going along with the group," and. I don't want to do this. And he's, he's always just to be a good sport about it, but you can tell his <laughs> mutual mirth is not there. No, I'm, and, I definitely do shut down. And so when he goes to bed at night, I imagine he's just like, I could have been playing. I could have just been playing Harvest Moon. I could have played Harvest Moon. All right. The fact that, that Dave backed that up, pretty mm-hmm. good answer. But Dave, yeah. what you, you have to have something that might compete with that. Yeah. Uh, Dan can't sleep at night because he can't possibly miss out on uh on like an event that's going on you know like there are so many games nowadays that have uh timed timed events like um maybe it's uh iron banner yeah that's maybe it's uh maybe it's a current like winter overwatch thing Maybe Dan can't go to sleep because if he doesn't sign into Animal Crossing today he will miss out on some special pine cone. That's See, why Dan can't sleep at night. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna pause a little for the midway. I don't like the way this is going because oh, yeah, you're all this game is revealing right now is how you two could talk all day and Mark's at work teaching the youth America, and I don't get to engage mm-hmm. these conversations no. day by day things. Just saying, just saying. It might you could participate in the Facebook chat. A lot of our conversation happens. I'm literally there. sitting at on my computer like an hour Until a day. Three o'clock. <laughs> mm. Ah. Yeah, but then I gotta go home. <laughs> I gotta deal with kids. I'm gonna stop complaining. Dave, take his point. Three one. The reason he got it is because he took what you I said and car, he added to I it. I want a car that just talks about games. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> well, I, I thought that maybe. All right. Fine. I'll back it off of me a little bit. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Let's do it's something. It's funny. Um, Dave's better at it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll give you a chance. Blank. It's a trap. Blank. It's a trap. This is very vanilla. This has nothing to do with me. Blank. I mean, you still have to make me laugh and stuff, but I don't well, know who was first. I guess 
I think any game... See, like, I think games of service in general are traps. Wow, I Where it's just like, you... They sell you on, like, the world and the mechanics, and it's fine, but it's like, like, the whole problem is, like, how many, like, you've touched a Destiny, but we've tried Division... You know, we've kind of poked our hands into these things. It's just like you then feel obligated to like, I need to spend, you know, hour. I have to check into it daily because if I'm not, I'm right. not, I'm not ex- right. doing it the right way. I'm not experiencing Absolutely. it. Those are, so, that's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Dave, it's a trap, Dave. That's good. Games of service is a trap. Very, it's very good. It's you true. know. Um, Wait. Okay, I was, <laughs> we should just stop conceding. I, I can't tell if he's lawyering and if he's like, "That's a good point you made." You know what? It's yeah. also a trap. Almost, almost as good, almost as much of a trap as loot box systems are. <laughs> you think you're about to? You think you're about to? You've been playing for a while. and You think you finally earned something, but no, some RNG value says, "Nah, not this time, buddy." Which oftentimes it says. Yeah. You see. I have to give this point to Mark. Yes. I, think, I think he deserves it. Because your point, I'm doing this in a sense that like, whose point relies on the other, whose point could be made within the other person. So like your point's inside my point. Yes. It's enveloped. There it is. Cozily. That's the way you want to put it, baby. What's the score? <laughs> uh, Dave, three. Three to two. Thank you. Two. Thank you, because I am, this is my night. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on keeping it. track. I have a little tally system. Going. I want to do some of these, but they're real offensive. Um, Don't do offensive. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I don't want. I'll make the last one about me. So it's three to two, Dave. Yeah. Maybe. This is, this yeah, is getting it's three hard. to two me. It's getting I, hard. This one might be mean to what do. Mean? Not to mean you? to people. Mean to you guys, because it's like on the spot. Do you? Oh. Do you want a challenge? Sure. sure. Do it. <laughs> make a haiku. Oh, make a haiku. Just <laughs> yeah, five seven five. Oh, you can do video games. Is this Guaca bad? I can try. is. A super solid game that I liked more than Dave. <laughs> That's haiku. Okay. Not very creative, but, no, but it's it, very it, relevant. It, it, you made haiku. <laughs> you did it. I think I might have gotten the, the Dark point. Souls games are something to behold. <laughs> <laughs> right now okay many you games like discovered gold in your hands <laughs> wait many games copy that's also like so, this is accurate Oh, those are good haikus. Hold on there, hands mark. <laughs> Listener, hands mark is doing hands right now. Hands we can't hands. Don't feel good about his haiku. Don't try to seduce me with you. Well, Dave's, but Dave's did the thing where he played to his audience. So I'm like, uh, uh, cause I play dark souls. I play scream. <laughs> oh yeah. But you didn't make a haiku about it. I didn't know what I needed to. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Cause I'm one less. No, <laughs> All right, I'm giving it to Dave. Cause Mark begged more. You begged too much. Betra- you begged. <laughs> I beg too much. <laughs> this is the trap. Maybe trails. It's all right. I, I'm supposed all right. to lose this. I'm no, it's four to, to four to three, right? <laughs> it's four to two. Four to three to two. That's what I said. Match point. It's like laser well, league, and I'm versing AI here. <laughs> OMG! I can't wait to talk about that game. Spoiler. That's going to be a great episode. Oh, we definitely terrible. played it. 
It's going to be good. Um, what's that sound? What's that sound? And since Dave, you go, Mark, you go first. Sorry. Uh, thinking of the three of us, what's that sound? We're playing Left 4 Dead and someone has awoken the witch. I don't know who did it. Did you do it? <laughs> I didn't do it. Well, everyone's dead. <laughs> who woke her up? We had a few arguments about that. We had. We should we should play that game again. I love that game. Love that it's game a good so game. Much. I was talking about it today. I'll whatever. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the story while Dave thinks. I was. What's that sound? Is oh, yeah, yeah. is the question? Is the question Annie says when she hears you crying after we've defeated you numerous <laughs> times in Smash Brothers? That hasn't happened. That's not uh, real. No, it's I, fake. <laughs> you know what's think? Mark's getting the point. You know what stinks about that. Dave, you could have said so recently when I beat Dark Souls on stream. This is a funny story. It's kind of yeah. lewd, but whatever. It's, it's I can Ooh, clean lewd. it up. I, when I beat the boss, I went like I made like a, a relieving groan, oh. and and then Annie was like, it was the next morning. She was like, so what was going on in your stream last night? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I beat the boss, and she was like, yeah. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, I thought you were going to bring that story up, which would have given you. So it's 4-3. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know. She didn't t- talk to that about. I thought know, I told me. you. I thought I told no. you. I thought I told you there. Uh, right, okay. Still match point. Blank. High five, bro. Blank. High five, bro. Uh, oh, wait. Who was first? I guess uh, since I Mark got the point. Oh, okay, you can Oh yeah, there you go. You guys we, can... we beat Skolas. High five, bro. Wow. All right. That was our crowning That's achievement. A strong as a contender. Trio. That was the last time we destiny hard. That was the last time we multiplayered and succeeded. Like like consistently. Like we did something. Like we did that. And I was like, <laughs> yes, achieve. Before that, it was that Borderlands 2 boss. Oh my god, remember that boss? Mm-hmm. We would like die like in like in yep. different times. And so we, we would like <laughs> we would Yep. Alright, so Dave, what do you got? You know, I redid my whole skill tree just so I could get that long res. Yep. Yeah, like, I remember. It was very yeah, that was we, we That's really, what we used to play on like weekends together. Before and I have a fourth, <laughs> finally, by the way. I'm just saying. Ooh. <laughs> I do. I have a fourth. Well, when Borderlands 3 comes out, we should be set. Mm. Mm. Do you remember when we used to play... Is this Minecraft? high five, bro? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when we used to play Minecraft and we made... <sighs> And we used to, and we made that amazing obstacle course with the different sections and the anvils, and um, oh, and, I do uh, remember that. It ended with Rainbow Road and then fireworks. Hell sure. yeah! High five! We did that. Oh, man, uh, that ain't no school loss. No, we had to transfer was, the poison, man. Dude, we made a thing. <laughs> we made a thing. We and did make a it thing. It became a thing. Oh, I kind of want to. No, I want to go on one more. Oh, okay. That's why I want the point. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you could tear my heart out of the end. <laughs> no, I got to give it to Dave. This is the end of the Dinosaur Machines game. <laughs> you will never no, be playing this again. It, uh, you went to Destiny, which is a strong move, but I was talking to Dave recently about... You're telling me, when you look back at your life, of things that you will high five about, beating Skolas is below no. making a bunch of block puzzles that no one experienced except the three. We of us. experienced it. That's it, and thusly all people have experienced it. Thanks for listening to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. 
Next time, <laughs> when we're playing, we'll be talking about a new game. Two left on the docket. Dave, will you fire up the machine, please? Oh, we're doing Laser League. I'm not for the wrong about We all yeah, played no, it together. For, forget it. We the mystery's gone. It. We just we're, talked about it a second ago. We can't wait to talk about it. We're going to no, talk about it next time. I'm excited. Time. It's right. going to be the best episode I've it's ever It's going to be released. an episode. Yeah. I have feelings. I've yeah. ever... Me. Me. You. <laughs> well, you listener play laser league it was free if you were lucky enough to kind of grab bonus free i don't can't imagine it's very expensive if you want to play along with us and uh join us next time but you, in can, the meantime, you can you learn wanna... about what classes we liked with what we didn't like what yeah, aspects you, of the game like the game at all <clears throat> or not but we'll see it was, yeah whatever <laughs> it was a fine game i'm gonna act like i game. like it at all uh you could uh, we'll tell you about it but oh. in the meantime <laughs> oh, let us know yeah. your thoughts on the facebook or on the twitters at dino underscore machines i'm at magrocrag I'm at zombie underscore pirate. I'm at Deno Mac. And I, Mark, I want to add that we are no. now available no. No. on Spotify. No, that's right. We this are now available to follow on Spotify. It follows our RSS feed. We upload the episode. It goes to Spotify. You don't have to subscribe to it. You should subscribe to us. You should. And oh, you right. should leave us. Like, if you really love us, you will. Right. Probably. But if you're like, you know, you got you, you like somewhere else. Hey, and subscribe if you beat Skolas, and then you high-fived a friend afterwards. Maybe wow. you did, because you had two good friends. Now maybe you don't, because you thought you knew them, and you don't know them anymore. All right, well, you know, it's fine. Goodbye, listener. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs>